0: Here we go in three, two, one. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Sports Medicine Broadcast, a podcast to promote and improve your practice as an athletic trainer. This is the first one back. It's been a a break. I didn't do anything over the summer podcast-related, and it was pretty nice. It was nice to take that time off. And we're going to start right back with AT Inventors. So we've got a couple of athletic trainers who have invented products. They're at various stages of their creating the product, the business, uh, various levels of experience. And then in the end, after we finish this series, we're going to want to come back later in the year, maybe around March, and hear your stories of what you want to invent or what you have or your experience. So again, just, just personally, I've tried twice to kind of start a business. I never really wanted to. People tell me, hey, yeah, you probably you need to, you should, you should. And I didn't want to, so I tried it. And it just it didn't fit me. It wasn't me but that's not everybody. Every, everybody's got a different you know, drive or something that, that really fits for them. For me, my my mission or my passion is to take care of my family and all those other things they kind of took away from that and added more stress. And so for me, it wasn't working, but your story isn't mine. So I've got Jay Ostia from Nexus Sports Medicine. He's created the dead bug. And then Alicia Sai from uh, SI Boards. And they're going to talk about their experience and uh, everything in creating a sports medicine, athletic training related product. So, without much further ado, Jay, why don't you give us a real quick intro, and then we'll go to Lisa?
1: Yeah, sure. Hey, uh, Jay Ostia. I'm over in the Tampa Bay area, specifically in Riverview, Florida. I so I'm the owner of Nexus Sports Medicine, but you know, during my standard AT hours, I'm actually the athletic trainer at a brand new high school in the area. So. Um, from the morning until afternoon I run nexus and then you know 2 p.m until whatever home games are done I am doing uh you know I'm like you like you just a regular athletic trainer to high school as well so I'm in the field I'm in the I'm in the turf I know exactly what's going on I'm here to you know try to make everything a little better and I'm sorry at (laughs) least oh
2: well I was going off the show notes. um Jay how long have you been in the profession
1: (laughs) oh all that yeah so Uh, four years. Uh, This is my fourth year going into it. Um, Still a lot to learn. Definitely not perfect script. And then uh, something else I want to mention, I did a little bit of time in the Marines as well. So a lot of things that, you know, use the customer base, the AT community will see for me comes from my background in the Marine Corps and also my art background. Before all this, um, I was actually an art major. So AT really wasn't the first thing I picked up. And if anyone who knows me personally, I'm all about design. I can go into a paint store and look at colors all day, kind of figure out what goes good at that. And, you know, it's, that's really my thing. So that you'll see a bunch of uh, military style art design and a little bit of culture into everything you see at Nexus. That's kind of based to that. Yeah. Alicia?
2: Awesome. I'm Alicia Sai. I'm the owner and creator of Cyboards Balance Training Systems. Um, we make, uh, initially started out as the most, uh, multi direction balance training system most advanced on the market and then it's blossomed into the most progressive and versatile being that you can create 18 different uh training systems with one by changing out the balls the half balls resistance bands uh, we have we even have a, tr- a strap system for the bosu um, and then that's blossomed into unbreakable solid urethane medicine balls because there wasn't anything on the market so we had to make our own um, so they triple as Tissue release balls, imagine like lacrosse balls in various sizes, um, and then high rebound medicine balls. And then I always loved power rope balls, the medicine balls on the end of a rope. So I was like, well, let's, let's give that a shot. So I put our balls on the end of the rope, and uh, so you can swing them around and feel like, you know, a medieval warrior. Uh, so that's my, that's my product line. Uh, I'm an athletic trainer since 1999, so I think that's, we're going on uh, 20 two years here and i've uh done high school collegiate i still fill in at a college uh, soka university once in a while I, I sort of the pop in pop out athletic trainer when they need me uh, for many years i traveled with the u.s soccer federation with the national youth teams and really heavily where you know i was just gone all the time it's, you know that they become your your secondary family and you're you're having you know, holidays with them. So uh, after the World Cup cycle, we won the World Cup in Japan in 2012 with the U-20 women's national team. Um, I came back and and I was figuring out what do I want to do? Keep traveling, go back to traditional athletic training or start my own um, um, shop or program or go back into cyborgs because I'd, I'd put cyborgs on hold for a bit. And uh, my, brother, my brother was like, you know, you can do all three, but they'd be mediocre. So pick one and make it awesome. So I decided to go back into cyborgs, turn it back on. I already had all the the tooling and the patent and on and on. And uh, so I've been back a hundred percent full time with this since uh, 2014 when I decided to turn it back turn it back on after uh, a little bit of just here and there. Um, and then secondly, my My vision for everything over the years is to really create um, my sports medicine background with my high performance training and product line. But there is a gap in the middle there. How do we take you from from, an acute injury to high performance? And that's our new program called My Steady State, where we're really optimizing your athletic performance based on uh, key pillars of health, such as your hormone cycle, your menstrual cycle, digestion, Toxin elimination, uh, how well you're assimilating nutrients when you eat the gut brain axis HPA axis your cortisol response sleep hygiene travel hygiene, you know it's all it's all in there on how we can. uh, uh, Combine your lifestyle with your athletic performance and really rock both so we're uh, changing the game of sports medicine and how we treat our athletes with menstrual cycles. Boom, done. That's me in a nutshell.
0: <laughs> That's a big net. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I didn't mention at the very beginning, like I said, this is the first one back, a little bit rusty, All right. So this is AT Inventors 1. This is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash AT Inventors 1. So that way you can find links or ways to connect with everybody or some of the show notes from what we've talked about, because it's like I said, this is designed to be a three-part series. It could be a little bit more uh, depending on, on how things go. But then in the end, or later in the year, we're going to want you to come on and share your story or to get your questions answered. Um, Alicia's been answering questions in the Gather forum, and she's been kind of working on like a little mentor type platform or, or whatever it is to to streamline that as well, because she's been asked a lot of questions. And even if, you know, you're on the live stream at the beginning, you caught some of the questions that Jay was asking Alicia, hey, this is what... This is what I'm working on. What are your thoughts? And then, you know, just, just right there having that conversation. So again, check out sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash ATInventors1 because this is the first one in the series. So the next one will be ATInventors2 and then 3. And then if we continue on, it'll the numbers will continue. All right. So we've heard some of your background, where you came from, things like that. So today we wanted to focus on the design and the research of your product um Jay, why don't you start us off? These are your these are your questions. So why don't you have this conversation with Alicia and I'll jump in as I see fit. Sure.
1: All right. Um, yeah, I'll ask you, Alicia, what was I guess for with your designing your first product, what was the first thing that you wanted to address?
2: Well, I had the idea in 2001, I was working the standard opening up the PT clinic in the morning. And then going to the high school where there's zero budget and your friends are cockroaches coming out of the hole in the wall, right? Um, Those cockroaches were so bold they wouldn't even scatter when you come in at eleven o'clock after football. They'd just be hanging out by the air purifier, like, "Hey, what's happening?" You know, "Welcome to Southern California." Um, But we had uh, zero budget and we had some awesome balance boards. We have we had a voodoo balance board and an extreme balance board at the PT clinic. I was like, "I got to have this for the high school." I've always loved products. Um, I've been the athletic trainer student where I would take the manual and read through it and then do every skill that was in the manual and just really love product design and, and how far you can push it. So I was like, I need one of these and there's zero budget. So I had to be creative as all athletic trainers are, you know, you're like inventing all kinds of crazy stuff. All of you athletic trainers. It's just, it's, it's like ingrained in us. So I took an old um, ragged softball and one of those igloo igloo cooler lids, the teeny tiny ones. The cooler was gone. Who knows where it had gone? But this is just random stuff. Put them together. Um, It was multi-directional. It was really tiny. The athletes didn't like it. I loved it. I was like, boom, there you go. Uh, Yeah. So then I went to grad school. I already had it planned out that I was going to grad school that year. So I put it on hold. I came back and um, after two years in grad school, my dad said, Hey, are you still interested in developing your idea? Here's a book on patent and trademarks, take a look. So from there, um, I was like, let me see what's happening in the market. And at that time, Indoboard was, was, uh, coming into sports medicine. You'd see Indoboard in the, uh, perform better catalog, I believe. And Mm -hmm. so it it was great timing. And then I started researching in the patent, uh, database. Uh, and it just opened up this wealth of like all of these super cool inventions. E- even things like the uh, what's that coffee sleeve? The, the the it's cardboard that you put yeah. like on your Starbucks. Like even that has like multiple patents, right? I'm not <laughs> like, surprised to like, hear that. that has multiple yeah, patents. yeah, it, patent anything, <laughs> right? Um, so it really opened up this world of like, whoa, these are really cool things and let's go for it. So I said, Dad. So you
1: used the use the patents to help you design your product too? Like the information you saw from other products um,
2: Yeah, I I used it more to learn how to write my patent and to see the language and the pacing and you know the 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 notes. Uh, but in design, it my youngest brother is an electronics engineer. My middle brother is a wood shop. Instructor, my older brother is a computer guy, so we're all handy. But this this was back in 2004, two thousand to that okay two thousand two. I'm not really sure. It was like two thousand. <laughs> I can't remember when I graduated from grad school. But um, yeah, so I had started the yeah started design in two thousand four, and we just uh, ha- we I mean several iterations that didn't work like an airfield basketball on this huge round board with a rim. And that was, that was the first iteration. It was, it was terrible. It was just too big. The dimensions were off. Uh, then my (laughs) my brothers and I were going to local skate shops and they have a bin of your half, you know, your used decks. So we got some of those for five bucks. Um, went to home Depot, try to put a rail system on there by using, um, lawn, Uh, irrigation piping and piecing that all together and eventually it just grew from figuring out the right dimensions to a wood board somehow creating some sort of rail system Uh, and then my brothers would be at at um, garage sales looking for bowling balls to ride Uh, and I, I have a humongous bin of all types of balls from research and design from sizes and densities and things that work and things that don't work so it it was the ball was the most challenging thing to figure yeah. out how to how to get get there uh, and then once we had something that was pretty doable that's when i sought out more technical design engineering with an engineer and a prototyping company um, and okay. that was a that was great but also a turn in sort of the the wrong direction. So going back to the basics. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of the U-turns. So okay. yeah. That's I guess we'll get that later then. Yeah. Okay. How about you?
1: Oh, so design for me. Um, so what, where kind of my idea started out with not even the dead bug, but just a new style of sling was that, you know, so I first came into the profession straight out of grad school, you know, as a GA at a local high school, actually here in Tampa. And the first thing I had not going to name, you know, what the brand was, it just it fell apart so fast. And then mm. I figured, okay, um, I've, you know, for my time in the Marines, let me just look up a tactical company that it's pretty well known. Let me try that. Um, I tried two or three of them. And I saw that, you know, the quality is fine, which, which, which one I expected, but the issue was that it still wasn't a hundred percent suited to us. And then I remember just like over my time as a GA, just doing research and research of, dozens of different bags trying to figure out exactly what's going to work for me. And I had arguments about, okay, I'm going to get this one bag just to cover games. I'm going to have another bag to do this. And that's just, I'm thinking this is this is too much. Yeah. And that's where I kind of figured out, you know, I've I've been drawing for most of my life. Why not just do it myself? Because I've been around all the military materials. So I pretty much understand most of everything that I guess material-wise, what I could put into it. The issue, as we were just talking about, was dimensions. Dimensions Mm -hmm. was uh, the trickiest part, because when going into design, I can't, I didn't have to, I can't always think about it where what works for me isn't going to always work exactly for everyone else. So that tricky part of coming up with a design for the dead bug itself was just how do I, how do I put something, put myself into the shoes of thousands of ATs around the world? That's the most difficult part because I know for a fact, not, you know, for all the customers that bought the dead bug, they're not going to find that. You know it's exactly perfect to them but i tried mm-hmm. to at least solve the goal that it was going to suit you know for for the general aspect most people um i think that's still a tough design challenge for anyone to try <laughs> to suit you know design a product that suits everyone so and then also the challenge of the dead bug was how do i how do i make this design also suitable for people from other professions ems fire someone who just as a tactical enthusi- enthusiast um, someone just likes to go bag for your everyday carry. Those were the those are the uh, implementations I was trying to figure out. Will this work? And the good thing about, you know, the dead bug is that I can change it as I go along. You know, and I'm all about mm-hmm. making changes as needed. But that was that was a very, very tricky part just trying to put myself in the shoes of everyone else. Because you could definitely get um, would you I guess a little bit of tunnel vision, you know, going into your vision, but you still have to sure, think about yeah. your customer base as well.
2: Right. So yeah, yeah. I'll say so, that
1: that's what pretty much went to the dev.
2: Yeah, I mean the, the overall theme is that we see a need for something in the market to improve upon the current designs, um to expand what's what's out there. And then secondly, for for our own purposes, like I need yeah. this, I don't see it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna develop it. Um yeah. that was definitely for me. I kept breaking equipment. Um and it I was and with that, I was like, you know, I really don't want to produce something that I'm going to have to manage with returns and unhappy customers. I'd rather just, mm-hmm. for me, my core values is to just uh, make something that's the best quality, that's going to last forever, and then everybody's happy, and I don't have to mm-hmm. go backwards. I can just continue to build my business forward. Um but yeah, taking what's, what's out there, expanding upon it and making it better. But yeah, for sure. The, um, the universal product that's going to fit everybody is, is, um, is really difficult. Yeah. It's really challenging where sometimes, you know, like backpack kits are giant and I'm only five foot four, you know, and those, um, versus somebody who's six foot four, who's like in yeah. this teeny tiny <laughs> little backpack. Right. Yeah. So yeah. a couple, a couple of size options or um, um, adjustments that you can make where you can add on things if you need to because you need more space or you're just working with much larger athletes. Mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, that, that is hard. And then as you're saying with having such a narrow focus, it's really great to have a narrow focus because then you're not distracted by, let's add this and that and this and that. And then yeah. all of a sudden it's so broad and you have no idea what you're doing with your, your business. <laughs> um yeah. you know i know yeah. i had that yeah. too
1: i, I mm-hmm. just to branch out that i i was um i think i found myself in design phase where i was i was on the right path and also moments where oh man i'm just going way too many different directions yeah. but it's it's still the mindset of just trying to figure out can i make it happen
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and that's where you know the biggest thing i wanted to make with the dead bug was you know all out modular kit um so i know the AT community, you won't see as many people do it. So that, I think that's something I'm trying to help promote is that with a dead bug, you can scale it up or scale it down.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I think that's going to take more time on my end to do advertising. I mean, that, was, that was the biggest thing too, is just, you know, modular is a whole different thing that some people don't really care about, but I know other people can just find a whole different um, rabbit hole to go nuts with. Mm-hmm. As you said about putting things, adding on, taking off. But yeah. Design is, well, like, like you said, um, I love design too yeah I never, as an artist I it's weird to think about something in an artistic way and then from a design aspect it's completely different and I'll mm-hmm. from from my end of just think of thought process that was the most difficult part in the beginning because at first I was thinking all right how do I make the dead book dead bug looks so cool and mm-hmm. then I noticed no this is actually going to it's not going to hit the, the other goals I have in the spectrum as well mm-hmm.
2: but, are you talking about specific things like like thread color or you want piping a certain place or um, functional or or cosmetic
1: more just um the overall shape in the bag Mm -hmm. where stitching is in place you know putting things in a certain aspect thread color is not a big you know the thread color stitching color Mm -hmm. um fabric color that's that's not too big it was literally just how you know design wise the composition of the bag itself where everything is placed um Mm -hmm. again almost got lost into that situation but then i really noticed sometimes simplicity is better uh less is more
2: yeah, well, that's the inventor mind. Like you you just like, oh, this is so cool. And then trying to find, yeah. <laughs> try, you're like, I gotta try this. And you have to try yeah. it. You have to try and quote unquote fail, but it's part of the design process because then you're like, yeah, that for sure, that zipper is not gonna work, right? Or, or this oh, bolt yeah. is not gonna work. Yeah, um, I, I uh, yeah, it's just definitely the inventor mind and the excitement. Like when, when you're all over the place, you're, I don't know, you've done your morning meditation, you've done your gratitude and you're like, you're so open to, um, whatever's going to come in. That's, and it, I mean, it's just, it's just great when you're, when you're happy doing something, it's yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah.
1: I'll definitely say that, you know, through, throughout the day, even when I'm at work, at home, just, I'm always constantly thinking about. Different product ideas, different modifications to the dead bug, and I'll just mention it. And my wife will just say to me, "Man, you're just you're not thinking about this too much." <laughs> but it's but it's mentally, you know, it's mentally stimulating. Yeah. Just to be able, just to do it, it's like you said, it's fun, but it also can get a bit overwhelming. Because I remember, um, you know, shout out to Alicia Pennington. I saw an Instagram post by her, you know, saying some business-minded people thinking about business ideas at night. Boom, they wake up, and that happens to me a lot. Uh huh. But again, I'm not yeah. gonna, you know, I'm not gonna disrupt my wife. <laughs> Right. Go to <laughs> go into my studio here and just start blasting drawings out but it's, it's right. like that for me for anyone who's watching it's it's really like that just constantly things running through my head
2: yeah yeah you have that that energy that's where you take the like you have a little pad of paper and you take it out of your pocket you write notes go back to bed yeah yeah, yeah. cool Let's see where we'll be on next on this uh
0: all right so oh, yeah. alicia you yeah. you mentioned you had Uh, basically a team to design with you had a brother that was a woodshop director, a brother brother that was a metal artist and another that was an engineer. And then your dad was helping you as well. How much does that play into your story?
2: Well, along the way I've had the support of my friends and family, and that was one of the most important things to have. Uh, Aside from your own personal ambition and drive, having a very supportive environment is really key nobody put me down it was like you're crazy this is never gonna work you know nothing so that was really key because i um i do like i still currently do about 50 percent of the manufacturing myself i love working with my hands but i go to the experts uh, my rail guys the steel rail guys they are experts in tube bending and welding, and and blending that in. So I let the those experts manage that. My urethane guys, like I don't want to I don't want to learn urethane, right? <laughs> it's a whole thing. I don't want to learn how to do it. Um, other things, um, so I, I let the experts do what they do to because they're working with those materials day in and day out. Um, there's other things where I have the expertise in, and and I finish that. But yeah, if you don't have the support <clears throat> of your friends and family and the closest people to you, it's it's um it's much more challenging to continue to move forward. And people Think I'm a little crazy. My brother, my brother Brad, who's a tech guy, he's like, your personal story on on your website is way too long. Why does it need to be several, several pages? Oh, good. Just you know. I read the and whole I was thing. like, you know what? I'm gonna, this is called breaking the rules. This is my life, I'm gonna do my core values. I'm gonna do what I want to do. Um, I understand where he's coming from, where people just want like the you know, short version. Uh, but um I was, and I have a lot of people who sit and read the whole thing and email me, and that really um, inspires me because it's inspired them and inspires me to continue to go on. So it's, it's vitally important. At the same time, they know that my life surrounds, sur- surrounds this, um, you know, where I'm always thinking about it, or sometimes, especially during holiday season, I have to miss, you know family a couple of family things here and there because i've got to ship out orders and uh they they understand um yet at the same time because i've built my business the way i have wanted to i'm living this like awesome life where if i need to um i can stop what i'm doing and go help my dad with something my dad my dad was in the hospital recently so i stopped everything and i went and i did it you know that's it's um it's much harder to do if you're in a traditional setting. So um, yeah, there's give and takes with everything, but definitely, definitely important in having uh, expertise and support. Yeah. What What about you, Jay? I know you have a family and um, and work mm-hmm. and all that. Are you feeling, how are you feeling with sort of burning the candle at, at both ends yeah. right now while you're in development?
1: Yeah, um, I would say, initially going into this, you know, like a lot of people, even as Jeremy mentioned, like, I, I really didn't know if, am I meant to open up a business? Am I, you know, am I truly business minded? And I think over the past couple months, I realized I am because of the drive. But um, as far as going for support, you do need, you do need your closest people around you to support your friends, all that stuff. Because like, you know, if there's gonna be some days, it just drains you. Um, you're going to have one bad day where something happens. You get news about this. You're thinking, damn. Yeah. You know, it just it completely, <laughs> it could just completely mess something up. And it's, I would say just running a business itself in, you know, beginning stages or later stages, it's just like, it's like the stock market. It's sometimes it's going up for a while. Some you have a big down, you mm-hmm. know, a big dip up and down, but, and then like you said with the experts, yes, you need, you can't always do everything yourself. You need the right people to help you do certain aspects. Um, like he's, you're talking about you know an expert in urethane um, a product i'm trying to develop uh, deals with metals and plastics i don't want to go through all that that's yeah it is tedious um, i understand nylon's pretty good some stitchings um certain materials like that But when we we're talking about metals plastics kydex bolts that yeah, that's <laughs> you just you ask questions to so the right people and that's the bit, that's the bit the coolest thing about having the internet is that yeah you can just reach out to anyone mm-hmm. you know about about this little thing and you know get information done, but going back to support, yeah, it's, it's a huge thing you need. I'll say that probably the, who's really been integral in this is um, everyone from the USF and the Temple University community, and also the Marine Corps community. That's yeah. been, it's just been big for me, because as, you know, someone who came, who's, um, you know, those are my alma mater, just seeing that support behind me, and it just, it shows that there's a lot of goodness in the AT world, because, you know, we can, I think all three of us, Jeremy, can talk about, you know, negative Nancy's or people that just constantly, you know, are just, you know, Debbie downers. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. going to happen in some aspect. And I know for me going into the future and even now a couple, you know, negativity and certain emails about, you know, me trying to get bags out, but I'm, I'm just a one man show just trying to work everything out. So you do the support is there because you're going to have those days where just it's not going well. So.
2: Yeah. I, I, I will say if you have negativity around you, um, really consider how to block that energy from you. And a lot of times it's, it's their own issue. Like they, they, they have a, they have a thought that they wanted to do something with their life and they didn't do it. And they're just, you know, transferring it onto you. So it goes in one ear out the other ear, because, you know, really to be frank about it, like, I don't care what you think of me. Um, Mm -hmm. I am strong with, within my own core values and where I'm going, and your opinion of me doesn't make my self-worth, right? That drive is within me. So um, when you are around that, it's really important to find a way to distance yourself from it, to not let it affect you. Um, People love to give their opinions, right? Everybody's always asking me, when am I going on Shark Tank, and you got to do this, and you got to do that, and I'm like, and you have to just find a way to politely say, oh, wow. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. I will um, keep that in the back of my mind. And then I just you know, keep walking my dog. You know, i like how you
1: do that yeah. because I think about the same thing. Everyone's like, yeah, go on Shark Tank, get investors in. Yeah. I really need to start seeing it that way because I, I'm always, I, what I usually tell people is like, it's just not going to work and I don't need that type of investor.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I like the way you approach that very quick and you just can put everything to the side.
2: Yeah, you don't have time. No. no, first, no of all, first of all, first of all, no time. athletic, no athletic trainer has free time, right? And that that's yeah. sort of a. Uh, commentary on the profession as a whole but um mm-hmm. y- you don't have time like you're too busy over here going oh my god i love the idea of the stitching and this this clip and, exactly. and on, and on. it. I, I gotta go get it <laughs> and yeah, i gotta go that, find three different vendors to uh yeah. t- to see which one's the, the best one and then i gotta email and get the samples in and put them on and then i've got exactly. 15 different versions of, of this and find Was the right, right one i think you yeah. can
1: just do it you know you could just do it you know immediately yourself, but as he we're all, our thought processes focus on very specific things. And if something is not Mm -hmm. on the horizon for us, or is a necessity, you know, there's no point into pursuing it.
2: Right, right. When, you know, when those, those times do happen, when um, you were talking about the sex success going up and down. And yeah, most people are like, you sold something, your, your, your income is just like skyrocketing, just whoa, just straight up help. No, because they don't know,
1: understand, a, yeah. oh my God, these ex, just expenses in general, uh, marketing expenses um, yeah. for people that are seeing me build, I guess do an Instagram um, series of how to, you know, build out the exterior of a dead bug. No, I have to, I have to pay for a lot of things to to market it too.
2: Mm-hmm. Or,
1: you know, this um, R and D for new samples, those, right. those costs moolah i'm i'm throwing yeah. in money to get new new colors for a dead books and try to introduce it it's no it's not you know because i'm selling we're just going like this
2: <laughs> right right yeah so um as as an inventor you have to know that the success comes with the little bit of the downhill but those are mm-hmm. those are really important times because the, at least you know at least you know like that that version is not going to work and that just that just comes and being resilient and be able to you know keep climbing up that hill um is is one of the best things you can do just just keep at it wake up keep at it and know that you know look if you need some encouragement look at all of the things you've already done you know this is this is part of the process is to figure out what doesn't work keep refining and uh going forward
0: you know, was, gonna, and as I mentioned in, oh, the, ahead, in the beginning, uh, like I'd started a business twice, whatever, and it just didn't work out for me. But essentially this right here, this podcast is my product because yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I was like one of the first athletic trainers to have one. And, you know, it's been the longest one, even though I'm not like selling and making money, you know, it's used here at the school to help build up the program, that kind of thing. But it's still something that I created that helps other athletic trainers. And so it doesn't have to be that exact way to where I'm going to start a business and I'm going to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to create a product. There's still, there's other options. If that's what you really want to do, if you really have a way a desire to, to help other people's, I just forget that sometimes that since I'm not having my own side hustle, my own second business that, mm-hmm. that I'm not, helping or creating but you know this this content here helps other athletic trainers as well so
1: i 100 agree man um you know just to touch on that there's you know plenty of people out there doing their own podcasts or during doing their own whatever series and something it's it's about if you find something that really gives you a lot of ambition drive it doesn't necessarily always have to make money sometimes you'll find yourself in a situation where you know somehow brings you income but it's about you know how much do you really care about it and like you said like if you you know what you're showing into this yeah absolutely man it, it's working for you i like it you don't not everyone has to be, you know build a business at all or not everyone is business minded to go through those struggles you just have to find what you know what suits you
2: exactly right. i agree yeah so 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 that goes into jeremy are you happy doing your podcast like the the fulfillment the what have you what have you gained out of it that's just it's been like you wake up and you're like yes we're gonna do a podcast today like what is that feeling for you uh
0: well to be to be honest like over this summer i've kind of just been going back and forth is this going to be the last year that i do this or am i going to continue it and i've talked with my coworker here with my wife uh you know many times like i am i'm a better person i'm a better athletic trainer because i do this Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and we all go to sports medicine conferences and we sit and, you know, play on our phone or tweet, or maybe we're paying attention, but these regular conversations where I get to, to interact, I get to ask my questions. I get to have personal, like, I want to talk about this topic or I want to hear about this topic. It, it makes me better. And so for the, the selfish reason of, I don't want to stall out. I don't want to be flat. I'm pretty sure I'll continue mm-hmm. the podcast. It may change format. It may be less often. I'm not sure. Uh, it may continue just the same, you know, after I get the wheel started this year, since we're just coming off of the two COVID years and everything was crazy that, you know, once I kind of get things back to normal, it goes, you know, starts getting better, that kind of thing. But I truly enjoy the the process of learning. And like I said, I, I am better for doing it and for being part of it. And then all the people that I get to meet, Neither of you, I would have interacted with probably if it wasn't for the podcast. And here we are going to do a whole series that's going to help lots of other people. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I I think the the drive and ambition you have to put yourself out there it's it's really um, it takes a lot of vulnerability to put yourself into what you're creating, whether it's a product or a program or a podcast and, and you're opening yourself up to other people saying amazing things about you. And then, and then the small portion of haters that just, I don't know, the the poor people are unhappy. Right. Um, so it, it is very vulnerable to do that. And it sounds like you have found the joy in going through that and making, this your own because you can create it and you can you know this is this is your own creation and when it fulfills you it fulfills everybody else so you're totally right you can't you can't be good for anybody else unless you first uh take care of yourself and i think within the profession i mean it's a huge service to Mm -hmm. have all of these other um interviews that you've done and and avenues of everybody else doing what they're doing in the profession and then uh pushing us to be better providers for our for the athletes and and whoever comes upon us so for sure for sure props to Jeremy because yeah you're another uh vision of pursuing on a continual basis with your podcast like turn on the mic let's go yeah. So for sure. But, yeah. Happy for you.
0: Thanks. I know one of the questions you guys had in here uh, is how does your product add value or makes your design different? And I know Alicia, you talked about you don't want a customer service nightmare. You don't want anybody to send it back saying it broke or this doesn't meet right. the expectation. So talk a little bit more about the adding value to mm-hmm. our you know current level and then what makes a design different?
2: Yeah, so uh, in creating a product that's not gonna break, you have to use the best materials, just is. And if you wanna use the best, best materials, you gotta put some money behind it, just is, right? Um, and then you have to have the, the best people who are conscientious about what they're manufacturing for you uh, to put all the parts together. Yeah, I have really, my vendors are all close here in Orange County, California, or just right out LA. And I have, they're they're the same vendors that I've had since um, early on in research and development. And I have a very, very close relationship with them. I mean, my board guy, he calls me, he calls me princess. I'm like his daughter, right? (laughs) And um, that really adds to, they put as much care into what they're doing. As I'm going to put into the middle and final stage processes. So for me, that's really important. Um, and when you have when you have a product that you can stand behind, you you use it yourself, and you're proud of it, then that's going to drive you to make uh, a better product. So um, yeah, if and just in my core values and thinking what it's like for me to have a broken um, product and then go through the whole warranty process. You got a column, you're on hold forever, you got to fill out this form, you got to mail it in. <laughs> and then money, time is money, really. I just, I couldn't take that. Uh, and the, the second thing is exceptional customer service. And it, it takes me a long time to get through emails because I'm writing a lot i'm actually having a really hard <laughs> i'm really having a hard time with email overload right now um, that's hard. <laughs> yeah yeah so um and there are some companies um and designers where they're fine with having a product that has a lot of turnover because it's a one and done you're gonna buy it you're gonna break it you're it's fine you're gonna buy something else to replace it there are some companies like that and that that's fine that's that's the way they want to do it uh for me that just you know wasn't an option i would rather value your time and energy so it my product line really had to be versatile i had to um have it where i could just travel with one board with the u.s soccer team a couple balls and half balls and create something that's going to work from you know uh Basic rocker board, all the way to multi direction board, so I wanted interchangeable pieces which helped. Um, so all the balls are urethane and there's just different sizes so i'm focusing on urethane and not multiple different types of materials to, to play with. Um, but the the issue that I come into is. Um, a board one board's not going to be. Versatile enough for somebody who's uh, a small cross country runner versus your, you know, seven foot basketball player. So I needed different sizes of boards to fit that, um, sticking with the same ratios and configurations and and type. Um, And then We this was early on in 2007 when the economy was just going downhill. We needed uh, we first started out with a the high high end version. Then we needed an economy version. So we took those boards, made a different type of rail system. So we have a high end, an economy version, and then we needed a do it yourself kit. So there's really three different uh, levels or tiers that you can choose from for your product line based on your budget. How creative you want to be. If you're a growing kid, you need a different rail, um, and that adds to the versatility of what you're what you're offering. Um, so that that was really helpful with you know um, as the as the economy has changed to offer those versions uh, and and to just say with my board you can do 18 different things. With this board, maybe because the pivot point is stuck on there. um, you're more limited to the size or it's it's uh, permanent Um, and there's there's benefits to everything there's great there's great sometimes you just that's all you need and that's all that your client needs. Uh, But when you're when you're offering options, you know it's um, great within the marketplace as a whole to have options. So yeah that's. That's good.
1: What about you, Jay? Oh, very expansive answer. Okay, <laughs> that's good. Uh, so, as far as I'll start out with adding value. <clears throat> so, with the you know the debug itself, um, what I really wanted to do was kind of make a bag to where it wasn't. I never, like you, Alicia said. You know, there's your there's your levels of options of so something. You know, being your high end, the you know the Cadillac of this mark of this um, consumer base your mm-hmm. mid-tier and your low-grade, I tried to find with the dead bug something that's between the Cadillac and the mid-tier.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. um, I just, from what I, you know, my opinion for what I've seen in the current, current marketplace of just AT, I guess, um, personal carry kits itself is that it's not even mid-tier. This is just me speaking. Um, so how do, I wanted to show that, hey, this is something that you can get as someone who's entering, because it's going to, it's going to last you. And it's going to be something that like, at least it's extremely versatile uh, with a dead bug. What you get is a kit that you can, again, scale up, scale down to where you want to use it for sideline use. But if you're a secondary school AT, if you're over at, you know, the soccer fields and you have something that happens at, in baseball, you can just bring the dead bug. You don't have to haul, you know, haul your 30 pound kit, especially if you don't have a golf cart. I don't know yeah. how many ATs <laughs> have that luxury. I don't, I work in Tampa. For those of you who are listening in Tampa, you know that our financial struggles as a massive county of you know, over 27 high schools, it's a problem. We don't have the funds to do all that. So I, I just strap my debt bug on if I have to go to another field. Not a big issue. And that's like, that's an issue I'm trying to solve. Uh, now, I mean, the pricing of the dead bug versus other slings in a market, yeah, it's more expensive. And, and I've because there's also, the, there's a value to it. I'm, I'm very confident mm-hmm. saying that if someone finds a... Sling bag designed for ATs that does more than depot, Let me know, because uh, I can make it better. Because it's, it's again about solving those issues of maximizing internal organization. I saw,
2: mm-hmm.
1: if a lot of current designs, it just still wasn't, to me, it wasn't enough. I really wanted to go crazy on the inside. You know, kind of like a car. You know, the exterior is one thing, but we go into the inside. That's where, you know, really hits, hits the magic, and that's, and that's where I'm really trying to add value is. Not just innovation because everyone keeps talking about innovation this days. it's also evolution for me to mm-hmm. be able to change it and that's the value i'm bringing as a small company to where all right cool this iteration of dead bugs had a couple of comments from very consistent comments i can change it up so and know an lazy set of options you know i'm, I'm planning i already had designed a a light sling model something a bit smaller and a fanny pack
2: too mm-hmm. and
1: modular pouches to fit all the dis- all those different product lines so it's about versatility and like you said, Lizzie, with uh, materials, I picked Cordera fabric just because, you know, I'm, my stuff is made overseas and I taught the manufacturers in the US. And price point, I can't justify charging the US price to our market, you know, with how athletic mm-hmm. trainers yeah, sure. and how our pay is. And I want to get there at some point. I think the military market would support that US price, but not ATs. But with the Cordera fabric, um, I made sure I taught to my suppliers, hey, I need your certification from the mill where you get the fabric. They did that because Cordura, from what I understand, I could be wrong. Cordura that you get that's over in, I don't know where all the factories are in the world, but from America, Korea, Japan, Taiwan. If they've Cordura mills in, you know, Mexico, it still has all the same broad base of how it's made. There's no, there's no discrepancies in the cordura at all. The only change is um maybe five percent off of the the color shade because of how it's dyed, but you're still getting Cordura made in one country is Cordura that's made in the other country. And it's known for having good effectiveness in the field. And that was the reason why I picked that material. So I've, I have I wanna pick, you can upgrade the Cordura which is what I'm looking for in the future, but it's just not there within my realm yet. And also with with my current supplier. So I'm gonna have to you know, do some shopping, try mm-hmm. to figure out how do I make those slight changes and variations.
2: Yeah. Research and design—it all goes Research back to having. It does. You know, back back when I started, um, right? This is two thousand four, two thousand five. Um, we actually first started. We had a product. It was three years in development um, with mm-hmm. material working at a high school at the same time of building my business and figuring this out and tooling and molds and yada yada yada. Um, but back then, I was. I was the internet was not all that it is There was no social media I was going through the, um, the yellow pages. I don't even know if they make the yellow, the yellow pages anymore. <laughs> oh my God. And I was calling people, you know, at that time too, nobody had like yeah. a really. Um, like fancy website right so i'm calling and i'm like hey can we can we try to make a solid urethane thing ball and they're like you're crazy no way <laughs> next number hey can we try to make a salt? you're crazy no way and you just you just keep going you just keep yeah. going down the line and um you know when somebody says no to you it's an opportunity they're they're really saving you from um a work relationship or a material that's just not going to work so take it as a gift from mm-hmm. the universe that it, it's it's part of the process that they're they're saving you from something to get you in into greatness yeah mm-hmm. um uh my urethane guys finally when i found him he's like well i don't know but let's try <laughs> and I, awesome. it was a lot of tries <laughs> yeah. yeah uh but um yeah, so in fine, for, for inventors, how do you procure um, materials? Like, where do you go, right? The internet's really great with with pictures and um, ideas and things. Sometimes, I will say that sometimes the, the people that manufacture things, um, ha, because they've been doing it for a really long time, their website isn't always up to speed with the new fancy website. So it you're looking not. at, you know, like beta version, right? Um, but um, I remember just wandering up and down the Home Depot aisles, just looking at everything and going to specialty hardware stores where uh, they have more bolts and nuts and fasteners and everything that you can dream of. And just touching everything and like, is this going to work? I don't know. Yeah. You know. If you don't have to reinvent the buckle and you can find it, then, then that's great. But... You know, if you're interested in, in, in taking your idea and your product, like go wander around, even in weird stores that you don't even think, like go to a plumbing store and see what they have and the way, you know, mechanically things work. Um, McMaster Car is a really great uh, company that has everything. Their website um, has been updated, but um, you can go on and see drawings of, of you know, that's a bolt's and, and stuff and and learn about all these different versions of the nut and bolt. I mean, it's it's crazy yeah. how many there are. So, yeah, if you can just just even in the oddest places, you continually find those um, those weird items that may work for your product. Um, and then you just gotta like hit the ground and keep keep emailing and calling and asking for samples and. Um, seeing what you can do with it, putting it together, piecing it together. Um, at least from my end. You know for, for some people they just want a design firm to, to uh, take it all over, which can which work can for get. some people. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'll expand on that with a design firm. It can get um, I don't want to say super shady, but definitely gets expensive. Mm. When you go down to, down to a yeah. design term, you know we can start this you know tidbit on talking directly to a manufacturer versus a trading company versus a design firm. But mm-hmm. um, I've always read about, you know, design firms because for the first product I designed before the dead bug, I was struggling. Like you said, I was talking to so many suppliers. Can you do this in a custom version? No, yeah, you're out of your mind later. Yeah. It's, yeah. It happened 15 times and it was frustrating. And I looked at a design firm and I read comments reviews. Oh, 10,000, 15,000 to hold the design. I'm thinking, this is nuts before we even get a sample. Um, so that's where, you know, it, you can get into, for everyone's listening, uh, finding directly talking to a manufacturer, like you said, Alicia, yeah, their websites look like they're back from yeah. 2000. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how, I don't know. It, I've seen like with so many manufacturers and for those of you who are listening, uh, most places, um, most com- big companies don't manufacture in-house and I'm pretty sure Alicia can say the same. Um, you're, you're an exception obviously, but the hardest part is getting, to the manufacturer so you could for example if you like how nike makes this style of shirt guess what it's going to be difficult trying to find the manufacturer that can mm-hmm. make that sell shirt, and you're you have to go down that rabbit hole of looking up that that specific material using your uh, search engine optimization okay how do i find this type of material this type of threading and you just you have to go deep into research but it's, it's available with what we have now in the internet mm-hmm. it's it's definitely possible when you you know when you're talking to a manufacturer, you have that ability to kind of figure out can they do everything the way they want you to, and if it, and if it doesn't, you can still keep trying to find more and more people. And sometimes it just takes so much trial and error to, to find the right person to do it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any comments? I don't want to continue on. Uh, do you want do you have any comments on trading companies or design firms, Lucia? Uh,
2: yeah, initially, we well. Yeah, or even
1: kind of
2: manufacture itself. Yeah, it kind of went down a rabbit hole where, with a design firm, and that was a lot of money um, that to prove that it didn't work. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the design firms are there to help you um, give you ideas and push your product forward. So, it's there. I would say that if you're like in the very first stages of your product. Try not to go with a design firm because you haven't proven out what's working and what's not working if you once you get to like, you know, the middle stage of okay I for sure know that these. um, These uh, dimensions and design is going to work, but you need somebody to make the tooling and the molding which you may well uh i have a lot invested in tooling and molds um and then you go to the the tooling and mold people and you see you say what is it going to take what are my options um pricing time how long is it going to last you know initially uh we did um silicone molds which don't have a long you know like a hundred thousand part lifetime or something like that uh just to prove out what, if that was going to work or not. And then once we proved it, then made the, made the investment to do the, um, the, the metal mold and tooling for something much more permanent. So yeah, the design firms, they're there to make money. Right. And they have, they have a huge, you know, um, uh, payroll as well. So sometimes they, if they take you to market, they want a percentage of what they've done, or sometimes it's a flat fee. Um, so, yeah, I think it depends on the complexity of what you're doing. Like, if you have an invention for something that you, like, that's like, I don't know, quantum something or other, and you have <laughs> you know, like, no experience in that, and yeah, you, you know, you, know yeah. you need to do that. But if you're, um, I, I um, took a call with somebody who asked me about what he was, had planned and invented. And he had gone through so many versions and he really dialed it in. And then he was ready to go to a manufacturer and say, this is what I want. Um, and I think that is going to be much more successful for him than, you know, because you have the vision of, of what it is. And you know, as an athletic trainer, you know what you need in your bag. Right. So you can't always go to somebody who's like, I don't know, doesn't understand what you're, Oof. what you're, what you're designing, I can go down a you know, I can
1: go down a rabbit hole not too.
2: Yeah. So I think in, yeah. in like, you know, Jay, what have you learned as far as uh, trusting your instincts and, and where have you seen the writing on the wall where like, this is not going to work. I got to pull, pull out. I got to stop. I got to stop feeding money into this. Mm-hmm. What, okay. what has been the, the things that you've okay. seen? Um, that's...
1: Yeah. I'll tell the story about, um, so this pro- this project of the product, I'm going to still continuously working on it. So I tried, I paid $200 to get a sample produced. So, mm-hmm. you know, before going to the discussion discussions and revealing my design, you know, I had, had them signed a mutual and non-disclosure agreement. Sometimes mm-hmm. if you find just an NDA, that's one side of people like that. So mine is mutual. And so they said, okay, well uh, give us about two months to produce you two samples. Okay, cool. Two months go by, hey, there's some delays. Okay, another two months. Hey, what's going on? Same answer, same BS answer. Another two months later, nothing. And then that's where I, I had to really trust my instincts and say, I need to pull out of this because I realized the price was too good to be true True to create mm. a mold for the specific product. Yeah. And just the communication was absolutely just garbage garbage and there's not a lot of information about this company as well um this manufacturer's website is also looks like it's also from the 80s mm. and and sometimes you have you find yourself in a situation to where you have you just start investing a little bit into something and then sometimes it hurts to pull it out but you have to in order to sell, save yourself for more headaches because i was under this impression okay this is the dream about the develop the main product i really wanted to do before the dead bug at a wicked price no mm. that was not the key yeah um so a lesson learned from that because again it helped help me open my eyes and realize other people I've talked into in the past that were a bit more expensive I'm thinking the investment is worth it mm-hmm. and then after that failure of trying to develop that first prototype uh Jeremy and Lisa that's where actually that's when I went to the debt bug because uh the fun thing was that this product was really where I, I wanted to start out um as a small business and then when it failed I already knew I had to sling as a backup because I've I know tackle uh, TAC gear pretty well, so when I went to design the dead bug, it wasn't as bad. But I can get more into um, the less, exp- you know, successful experiences of prototyping. But definitely, that was what I, that story I just told. That was a really big experience too. Wow, I have to really, you have to watch out for yourself too, because like mm-hmm. you said, um, some companies are looking to just make money. I recently went into a similar design. A variation of this same product i'm designing with another um it's a bigger manufacturing group, group slash design firm and same thing they wanted a lot of money up front before a prototype was produced and i'm just thinking as a small business this um this cost doesn't justify what's going on at, at this current stage like mm-hmm. you said um that yeah. this is not the right time it, and it's also i find it's not necessary because i could go back directly to and, and I plan to to the other manufacturer I was talking to get back in those discussions because of what I've seen with the successes of the dead bug with you know all the uh, funds and all that stuff. I'm pretty sure I could do it with this product because it's going to prove to be better. So again, lessons you can learn your lessons from other things too, success mm-hmm. and failure.
2: Yeah, you got you got to you got to try if you could do it on the cheap first because you've yeah. just bought some pretty inexpensive things from Home Depot.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, go for it
1: um oh and expand on that too amazon products too a lot of a lot of my r&d came from you know your low-end tactical year from amazon just for me to see dimensions um like you said dimensions are killer i looked at dimensions Mm -hmm. a bunch of different things to figure out what's going to work is it going to be too big is it going to be too small Mm
2: -hmm. so in your research and design with with firms were these were these uh firms that you were uh in physical meetings with or is this over the phone from afar
1: Uh, This one, this main firm was actually in person, and it's interesting. Um, At first, you know, I I think that they, they, this, this uh, group designs. I'm not going to say what companies because it's a whole spectrum of everything.
2: Mm -hmm. Wow,
1: they make a lot of stuff. So I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be good, very trustworthy uh, system we have over here. And then I sit down after you know I see the trade room, I go through you know, the dead bug, cause I want, yeah, I wanted to show them, you know, what they thought of it. Can they make it as well in my back and uh, my other product. And that's where they are also questioning how I'm getting designed and they're saying, Oh, you know, you're just, you're being extremely risky with how you're doing your production of the dead bug. I think you, sh- you should really reconsider. And if, mm-hmm. you know, that point I had my, I was really, you know, doubting what I was doing and then kind of seeing how everything's slowing right now, the bag shipping out, it's kind of, it's doing okay. So also you have to watch out cause you know, not everyone is always there for your, your true interests. I'm pretty sure they are just trying to say, Hey, we want you to come to us. I'm not going to justify also that heavy retainer cost for them to produce one dead bug prototype versus my supplier can make me, you know, the other colors at the price mm-hmm. I'm expecting. So. Right. It, it gets a little crazy, but I'm f- definitely, you know, going into this conversation, just have your non-disclosures ready. Mm-hmm. because things can uh, get ugly in the future
2: right yeah it, concerning that um you know uh the manufacturer might also have a competing interest like they're already producing mm-hmm. somebody else's balance board they're going to steer you in yeah. some sort of direction or they're you know um, or they
1: could be shading. they just want to produce your stuff too and just make it slightly different yeah you know about about that
2: (laughs) yeah that's why i have like final control over everything even even shipping right i i don't want to send my stuff to a distributor where it could be damaged and then it's shipped out uh improperly it's just not something that i want to deal with i i i I need that control (laughs) yeah
1: that's what i'm I'm debating too if you're talking about control Uh, i've had a lot of people ask me hey are you you know are you planning to distribute wholesale i just i don't know yet you know, and, and yeah. for me, literally, I opened up this business in February. <laughs> mm-hmm. So am I, am I ready to take it to that scale? Uh, not yet. Cause there's a lot of things I need to evaluate, you know, literally I'm preparing for the second order. So yeah, it's, it's definitely mm-hmm. a lot of, like you said, control is, I think something a small, as a small business owner, it's hard to kind of let go of.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Cause um, for me with, you know, the design of the dead bugs, I have the control of all design, but the manufacturing um, and logistics, that's, that's beyond me.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. That's we can
1: try to have our hand. Yeah. But you want to try to hold on to everything you can though. Right.
2: Right. Yeah. Early on. I mean, I was the expert in everything. I I still, I still am with certain things, but you know, you, you, because you have no money, like, right. There's either two ways of doing this. You get a huge influx of money and then you just spend it, you know, doing whatever you want, or you bootstrap it and you, you build like like certain parts you know little little here and there um uh but at the end of the day especially when it's your money it's really important to be efficient and maximize i mean i still have i have like random stuff proto prototype stuff from i'm still holding on to it because it could could be useful you know my my oldest brother is sort of he's a minimalist he's like why do you have all this stuff? Like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You
1: know. Um, also, they're kind of like your babies too. Like my, yeah. Uh, well, you know, we'll talk about the early prototypes. My first prototype, the MMK, is people are saying, "I'll buy it for you." Like, no, it's 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 kind of right. Even though I consider yeah. it, a, big, it a, a massive failure, it's just it's still my baby because it was the first thing I ever got a working, full functioning, you know, product. It's you know, it's it's a part of me. It's a part of the history.
0: Mm-hmm. So, all right, so so let me Do jump in real quick on yeah, the no, Facebook, on the Facebook live, Rob.
2: Hey, Rob. Re- Reber,
0: Rob what's up? district two. He said they're offering an, a new innovation and entrepreneurship grant where members can get up to $5,000. So check that out in the TA. I've got a link. He's put a link on the Facebook live. So you definitely check that out. Sure. Uh, I'll include it in the, in the show notes and on the post going with the blog. Um, So we've covered a lot as far as the design. Um, And I I think there's still a ton more to get to. And so I actually have to head over to athletics. Um, And so we're going to continue this. And if, you know, we need to pick up on research next time we come back, then we can do that. And if we need to wait in, you know, if we've covered that and move on to the next topic again, this is about you guys having a conversation, helping everybody that wants to invent or create a product and giving them as much of an opportunity to learn and get answers as possible. So uh, with that being said, Jay, why don't you give us a way, somebody can reach out to you, at the same, and then kind of a, a closing up thought until we meet again.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, easiest way to reach out to me, I do most of my, I guess, social media communications through Instagram. So nexus, N-E-X-U-S dot I'm on Twitter uh, at sportsman and then um, at gmail, and at gmail.com. Uh, Instagram, if you DM me, I'm more than happy to uh, personally answer. I'm not the type of person I'll say no DMs. I could, you can DM me. I'm happy to talk. So.
0: All right, Alicia.
2: Great. Yeah, I think we're pretty good with the research. I think next week, man, let's build your business, everybody. Let's get to it. Yeah. Um, I'm down uh i went off of social media a couple years ago because i just couldn't handle it so i'm not on there <laughs> you can message me and you know it's there's just not enough time in the day so uh email is the best or even text message uh, but you can email me my uh we'll do the info because my name is spelled a little bit more difficultly but uh info at cyboards it's si with a hyphen uh, boards with an S B O A R D S dot com. Um, yeah, uh, call me, text me, <laughs> <you> know, whatever. <laughs> send up, send up a uh, you know universal message. But uh, yeah, this has been really fun. I think it's really interesting that um, because I've been with cyborgs for so long, and I'm on sort of. I've been through a lot of the process and have my product, so I have I have my um, my perspective as an older business owner, and Jay's coming in from more fresh, like it's more fresh of everything that's happening. I'm so <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I got I'm like geriatric, right? Uh, so <laughs> compared compared to yeah, um, so I uh, thanks for the comment on. The the grant um, yeah all right inventors let's get you out there let's let's take it you know let's let's see what you got i'm really excited to see what uh, what other things um, people have in their in the back of their minds that they want to put their their passion to yeah. yeah, yeah. it's a
1: whole long um, it's a whole market ready you know ready for people to get into just a, a last closing comment, I know a lot of you know the sexy thing you'll see in at business owners is. You know, private practice recovery centers and Mm -hmm. doing your own AT services, you can, you don't need to reach out to a super big company to help develop something Mm where, you know, Alicia and I are here to show you that you can do it on your own, that we are, you know, resources. I'm happy to help, you know, someone talk about it. It's not all about, you know, just doing exactly what everyone else says. If you don't feel like private practice for you, let us know. We can see, you know, there's other ways to approach this.
2: Yeah, I, for sure. I think also one one thing that helped me along the way was people wanted to share their expertise with me, whether it's my steel guys, my urethane, my board guys, um, and that was super helpful. That you know you you found I found the right people that had a passion for what they're doing and wanted to share that with um, with me to help me share my passion with the world. So um, we're here. Come on, bring it in. Bring it in. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> high five. High five to you guys. Yeah. This is COVID.
0: Yeah. All right. So this is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash ATinventors1. And again, we will continue with the series. So again, sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash ATinventors1, where I'll have the ways to get a hold of Jay and Alicia. And then again, we want to come back in sometime in, you know around March to hear your stories to maybe you know do a little coaching call live on you know on the podcast so that we can say, hey here's where I am here's where I'm stuck, I need your help uh obviously I wouldn't be there at least you would be the the lead on that one and Jake and uh prod us with some questions there but that's that's the whole goal is for you as as a listener uh, or a you know Facebook watcher or YouTube watcher let us be part of your journey, and just like Lisa said, she is an expert in running a business whereas I'm not so Let her share her expertise with you. Again, AT Inventors 1, one of my favorite inventors is Frio Hydration. We love their products. Uh, Recently, we were offered another hydration unit. And I said, hey, um, I would be willing to wait another year or two if you would save that money up and buy us the Frio Hydration unit instead of just the regular less expensive hydration unit. Because like Alicia said, if you want the best product and with the least customer service, you got to put the money in is not the cheapest, but I I don't, honestly don't want other products because I don't want to have to constantly fix them. So AT Inventors, check it out. Let us know. Share your story of success, failure, questions, all that coming up. So for Jeremy, Alicia, Jay, and the Sports Medicine Broadcast, that is a wrap. Thanks.
1: Awesome.